0: I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head. A safe place to hide a hurting heart. A gentle place to fall. We just call this place good night. Once again, I am sitting here in my big, comfortable, black leather poppet chair in my new living room. And I'm still trying to figure some things out. Important things, like, hey, who let the dogs out? <laughs> Where's the beef? How can I get to Sesame Street? And why doesn't Dora just use Google Maps? And of course, why do all the flavors of Fruit Loops taste exactly the same? And possibly most confusing, how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? Trying to figure out stuff like that often leads to other thoughts, too. For example, I've come to realize that any BS that you may come up with to help your chances for sexual success could be called foreploy. Foreploy, yeah. Vandalism that is spray-painted very high might be called (laughs) giraffe-feety. How about a guy who is all talk and no action? I think you could be said to suffer from glib e Yeah, glib All talk and no action. As you can probably tell, I may have had way too much time on my hands lately, but some of these stray thoughts simply won't go away. Like, why are delicate eggs packaged in a flimsy carton, but sturdy batteries are packed in plastic that is tough as nails? And if they call an orange an orange, Why don't they call a lemon a yellow? And why is abbreviated such a long word? And maybe most important of all, why have I had so much free time lately? I think I can trust you. So I will tell you why I have had so much time on my hands in a little while. Dicks to tails, a bunch of unimportant stuff for you to stuff in one ear, so you can squeeze the important stuff that's making you nervous out the other ear and you can relax enough to stop wiggling your foot like that. (laughs) Caught you. Bagpipes did not originate in Scotland. Bagpipes originated in the Middle East, along with a lot of other painful stuff. The smart guys in the white lab coats tell us that sugar doesn't really cause hyperactivity which means your kids can drive you crazy even without sugar, isn't that nice? Besides human sacrifices, the Aztecs offered some gods tamales. Now, I would imagine the result of offering a tamale instead of a virgin to a horny god might well be the reason they have earthquakes, tornadoes, and I suppose even income taxes, who knows? As part of my Men Are Saints campaign, I should remind all physically active guys that when a woman smiles, purrs, writhes, falls back in love with you, figures out the real meaning of life, and says, wow, a real gentleman always has a lifesaver handy to ease the sore throat that she gets from shouting the Lord's name with the top of her voice during lovemaking. <laughs> you sexy devil, you. Dicks tales they take your mind off your mind. A little housekeeping here. If you like these podcasts or the story CDs at DickSummer.com or my book, Staying Happy, Healthy, and Hot, available at Amazon.com, would you please tell a couple of friends? Because they might like them too. And of course, you would be doing me a favor. So thank you very much. There are so many mysteries to solve. For example, why is there a D in the word fridge? F-R-I-D-G-E. But not in the word refrigerator. R-E-F-R-I-G-E-R-A-T-O-R. Huh? Why is lemon juice made with artificial flavor? Yet there is a dishwashing liquid that is made with real lemons. Kind of makes you want to lick clean empty dishes, doesn't it? And of course, why do they sterilize the needle for lethal injections? That's an old one. But uh, how about this one? Why do you have to put your two cents in, but it's only a penny for your thoughts? I mean, where's that extra penny going? And why have I had so much extra time on my hands lately? And what happens when a guy starts having attacks of excess glibido? Give a listen to this, please. Because you might find the answer here. You married Mr. Smalltalk nice hard-working guy who sprays his car with air freshener and hangs his trousers up carefully before he makes love. His conversations are full of how's the weather, sports scores, kind of stuff that mostly fills empty spaces with sounds. He even asked you to marry him in small talk. He said we could get married if you like. You were in your late 20s and very tired of the dating game. and You couldn't think of any particular reason to say no, so you said yes. Predictably, your marriage is like most of your conversations, small talk casual. It's not bad, just sort of distant, and that's okay because you like your space, and he's even got some money. You're a bright woman. You run your own business, and you ride your quarter horse in shows. You love the challenge of both. You set your own schedule, so you take time each day for a ride. The exercise feels good, and so does the teamwork that you and your horse are teaching each other. After your ride, you usually stop at a neighborhood diner for lunch and a few laughs with the other regulars. One of them is a flight instructor at the small airport down the road. You first noticed him because he was obviously trying not to notice you. He didn't stare. He just couldn't seem to stop his eyes from flicking your way. It surprised you because your everyday riding outfit is a pair of worn, stretchy jeans and an old long-sleeved blue turtleneck sweater under a plaid flannel shirt with a green-down vest. You get muddy and sweaty when you ride, and your hair gets scrunched down inside your helmet. It's not exactly sexy. His opening line was, Hi, this place is pretty crowded today. Do you mind if I share your table? He's a very ordinary-looking guy. Average height, worn brown leather jacket, couple of grey streaks and curly brown hair, Ray-Ban sunglasses, t-shirt, jeans, and scuffy sneakers. He said, I noticed that you dressed for horseback riding. I had a horse. Most people don't understand how delicate they are for such big, powerful creatures. He spoke quietly and easily about how often horses die from things like a broken heart. He had the kind of deep, gravelly voice that would make you feel safe and comfortable if it were coming out of the PA system in an airliner in bad weather. You began to look forward to your lunchtime conversations. He had the kind of sense of humor that covers a deep, lonely streak, like a wound that is healed but still hurts. He's shy. He only talks about things that are important to him. Small talk is simply not his style. When he talks about the weather, it's with a pilot's respect for the life-and-death power of nature. But he certainly has a small life. His airplane, his collection of jazz CDs, and now his lunchtime meetings with you. He sees things that are too small for most people to notice. The way sunlight catches bits of dust in the air. The way your eyes change color when you laugh. The secrets the other diners are giving away with small changes in their body language. He's a widower. He's a little down in his luck. Flight instructors don't make very much money. Until last year, he was a co-pilot with an airline that didn't make it. His job crashed the day after his wife was killed in a traffic accident. Then one day he said, I might come out to watch you ride sometime after lunch. And today he did it. Nobody ever came out to watch you ride, even when you went to shows. He just stood outside the barn with his arms folded and... When he caught your eye, he smiled, and you were so surprised, you got off your horse, you ran over to him, and you wrapped both your arms around one of his, and you leaned your head against his shoulder. There was a trace of engine smell in the soft brown leather of his jacket, and more than a trace of surprise in his eyes. His arms automatically made a ring around your shoulders, without thinking you laid your cheek against his chest and you slipped your hand under his jacket and shirt and you were rubbing slowly up and down his back. He took a quick, deep breath that sounded like an old wound breaking open. And then without a word, he loosened his arms so you could step back if that's what you wanted to do. But you didn't, because you couldn't move. The message in his eyes was steady and clear. If you stay where you are, please, don't ever expect me to be just your friend. No confusion. No protection. No words. You knew you needed to speak. You needed to say, no, but you couldn't. There was only the rustle of your breathing and his quiet heartbeat. And then a deep, powerful male sound came up from somewhere unprotected inside him— It wasn't a word, it was just a sound, but it filled all the space between you with a quick, soft shock. And you were suddenly safe, but warm and dangerously naked in his arms. The time for small talk in your life may be past. That story quite a while ago when my lady wonder wench was riding her horse every day and I knew that one of the young guys at the airport where I kept my small plane was smiling at her a little more than he really had to to be polite and work was keeping me extra busy including a couple of solo overnight trips to New York now I knew I didn't really need to worry because I I totally trust my lady but you know, I've also noted that young guys often lurk. So I guess I did worry. A little. The story is called Mr. Smalltalk. It's from my Bedtime Story CD. If you like it, you can just keep this podcast, or if you want a fresh copy, just go back to DickSummer.com, download it from the Bedtime Stories icon on the home page. Mysteries abound. I don't know why, but I really hate that word, abound. It, it sounds kind of phony, doesn't it? But there really are lots of genuine, unsolved mysteries around. For example, why do the Alphabet Song and Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star have the same tune? And perhaps the most entertaining secret of all is just exactly what is Victoria's Secret. But my personal number one most difficult to understand mystery is why I've had so much extra time on my hands lately. And the answer, possibly, I hope not, but possibly, has to do with an unwanted bout of excess foreploy i told you about forploy ploy a while ago you know you see my lady wonder wench has had a lot of headaches lately and that has got me worried that she might be suffering from a kind of a nasty attack of my glibido. Good night.